Hello and welcome back. It's been far too long, hasn't it? To Tales of Two Teachers with me, M. Me, M. And me, L. Ah, yes, our very first special guest of this brand new season. I am going to uh, put this in as season two, by the way. Yeah. So last season was obviously the whole school year. Yeah. And our brand new school year can start with season A brand two. brand spanker. <laughs> Don't start. Yes. So um, very much the same format, I think. Although usually, hopefully, we'll have um, R, who wants to do a little bit each week, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, she was just um, otherwise engaged, wasn't she? Otherwise week? engaged this week. But hopefully, we can see a return of R a little bit more regularly, which I know my mum in particular loved. Mm. Obviously, the mad chaos that she brought. Um, but otherwise, we hope to have a number of new guests, maybe some returning old friends as well. Yeah. Um, and just continue to see how we go with everything, see what people think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shall we begin then, both of you, with some questions from the other listeners? Yes. So yes. we got these questions um, a couple of weeks after the last episode was aired. I think we were talking about, weren't we? we the algorithms are not in your favour if you don't keep it going. No. And content creation is pretty difficult, really. So um, we've got four questions here. Um, number one from Stefan. That's a good name. Uh, do you have to believe in God to be an RE teacher? <laughs> Probably quite an easy one, isn't That's it? it? It's quite poignant as well, isn't it? Because y- you have been, <laughs> you have been teaching RE, haven't you? In inverted commas, yeah. Are, yeah. You're, you don't really believe. Well, you don't believe in God, do you? Uh, I'm a strident atheist. Um, no, I don't think you do have to believe in it. I think having an awareness of other people's cultures and beliefs is is sort of so pivotal to everything that we do, especially as teachers, trying to give people a more r- rounded perspectives on things. Super important. Al, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I completely agree. I think nowadays it's a lot of it's called um, you talk about ethics as well as just religion, don't you? So I think it's being able to have that wider open scope of mm. the world and what is going on around you, especially with cultures rather than just religions nowadays. So I think you have to have that openness of what is going on, on around everywhere rather than just if you believe yeah. or not. Uh, also, most religions are founded on sort of moral and ethical principles, aren't they, that are, that are really important to everything that we do every single day. So. Absolutely. I must have missed that ethics teaching. I had to teach creationism, which was not easy for me. Steady. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Stefan. So I don't think we think no, don't we? We're going no. no we're going don't. no. We're going no. Um, from Tom, uh, Premier League predictions this season. Oh, come on. Uh, I can't see past Man City. I think they're too good. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, top four, City, Liverpool. I'm, I really hope Brighton do it because they're playing some lovely football. I hope they get into the top four. I, I, I can't think that they can keep it up. too far. I I, maybe. Yeah. But I'm going to sit my neck out and say Brighton and I think Tottenham look good this season. But they're funny Tottenham, aren't they? No. They're, no, they're a funny side. They do this. They do this. They do this, do oh, they? Oh, yeah. Flash in the plan. And then that's Mr. Arsenal's. Brighton or Arsenal for the fourth spot for me? Yeah, I'd have to agree with the top two. Um, I mean, I'd hate to see City win it again. I'd love Liverpool to get there, but I just don't think it's going to happen. No. But I think, I can't see, yeah, I think United, three. And, really? That'd be yeah. terrible. I know, but you, I think they'll finish strong. I think they'll have a good time. I think, I think they'll do well. Um, and then I would have to put Arsenal four, but yeah, like you say, Brighton are up there. Yeah. I'd love well, for them to do well. What about you, Em? Sit dead, Man City definitely going to win it again. I can't see past them again. They're, they're 
the squad is so uh, rich in every way, and I, I think it would be almost impossible for anyone else to win it. Liverpool look very good. I think they look much better. They've rebuilt a few. The poor against Wolves yeah. first half. Yeah, Wolves went, should have been two. They went behind yeah. though, but then they managed to keep it yeah, going. They've done that twice now. Actually, side, Liverpool. So yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think they look a lot better. So they look mm. a lot stronger. Um, Arsenal still look good. They're not. They haven't been convinced yet. Their goal difference is actually I think six now out of good six against games. Everton. Mm. Yeah, they, sh- they should have scored two or three more, really, though. And so yeah. if they got on, 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 on another day, I think they would have. Is that a, well, yeah, but on the other day, we conceded one. I don't know. So um, I don't know. I hope. I hope maybe third or fourth, and then I don't know. There's a few teams that could maybe sneak into the top four. Maybe, maybe Brighton. Brighton look good, but Newcastle Villa. Uh, I think, but I think, don't know about Newcastle. I think the Champions League edition might be a bit much for them, and Villa are very. I think they're. I think it'll stretch their squad. Yeah. Um. I'm not saying Spurs, I'm refusing. So I'll say, I'll say Brighton as well, because that'd be a nice story, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. What about your yeah, relegation predictions? Luton Town are definitely gone. They've gone. Gone. They're gone already, aren't yeah, they? They've got nothing. They, they just, yeah, it's just too, it's a, it's a league too far. In it, I'm like. going to say uh, the three promoted sides, oh. Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United, yeah. I think they've got nothing. And I oh. think as the season goes on, they'll struggle, they'll get a few injuries, and yeah. they'll have even less than what they've got now. Sheffield United, I, I watched highlights of the Spurs game. They were very good. I know they lost in the 94th and 7th minute or whatever it was, but um, yeah, maybe may that's a problem for them. Yeah. I like Nottingham Forest a lot more this season, actually. They look a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, not, that's my surprise pick for the season. I'll go Forest. Yeah. I like them. I think you're right about the, it's those, the longer time periods, isn't it? It's the stoppage time now that I think is going to affect those teams that have come up. Yeah. They're not used to playing 97, 98 minutes. Well, yeah, more because of the first half as well. Oh, Sheffield is so, a day. Yeah, they yeah, really struggled for them. Yeah, 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 switching yeah. off at the end. That might do for them. Yeah. What about, your, what about your beloved Everton? You reckon they got them to do it this I, year? I, I, they yeah. can't be as bad as what they have over the first four games. In fact, the first couple of games, they weren't bad at all. Right. They should have beaten Fulham 6 0. They ended up getting beaten 1 0. <laughs> they yeah. Um, you don't see a team as poor as that all season. I, I just, I don't think. I think they'll come all right. I think we'll end up 13th, 14th, something like that. Okay, that's quite, that's quite an I think we've got too much in the tank. Yeah. I think we've got better players than those teams. We can, but we have got a, a little bit of squad depth. Oh, God, compared to like Luton. Yeah. Burnley, yeah, so, definitely. It's yeah. shocking, yeah. I, with, I won't say them Gracie. I think there is three worse teams than us. Mm-hmm. Cool, Okay. Uh, there you go, Tom. That's our predictions for this year. That's the football talk done. I'll talk about yes, football. No more. Uh, although we could talk about one on Friday late as well. Don't. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> number three. If you return for a second series, we are, um, do you envision it being the difficult second album or do you think it will continue as it was? Now, this is from someone called Helga. <laughs> I imagine this is more like Jurassic Park 2 The Lost World <laughs> oh god absolute no. terrible <laughs> <laughs> please no yeah. I think it could be like Godfather Part 2 a bit more refined a bit more serious you know beloved a bit more interesting yeah. I think the, the one challenge that we face yeah. is it's like reinventing the wheel every week isn't it it's coming up with new content though there's, there, there's lots to go at oh yeah you know um, that's the hard part isn't it of creating Uh-oh. this type of content yeah, I mean, we're never going to be like the great TikTokers of our time, are we? No. Uh, coming up with amazing things like that. I think we all got stuff to talk about, and we always say it goes too fast anyway, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, but I think it'll be all right. Maybe after two years, it might be pushing it. But two yeah. years, I think it'll be all right, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Are you enjoying it so far, aren't you? I'm absolutely love listening to it, yeah. I'm very, very happy to be first guest of season two as well. Good, mm. good. Mm. Yeah, just to point out, I am also Elle's um, line manager, so I suppose he had to say that, didn't he? Thank you for that. That was very nice. I'll note that down. And finally, from Caroline, 
have any of us considered a career in voiceover? Clearly, Caroline enjoys the sound of our sultry voices. Have you? I don't know. I <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think somehow. What's what's the Scouse accent good for? I can't for think voiceover? of that. Yeah, there's not how many great Scouse voiceover actors. I can't think of very many. I know there's great Scouse actors, but I don't know about voice actors like voiceovers on adverts. I can't think of many Scouses really. I can't think of many great Scouse actors either. Who are you thinking of? Oh, who's that? Uh, Stephen, what's this? Stephen... He's got... What's his, what's his surname? Stephen Grahams? I can't remember. Stephen Graham, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good. He is good. Yeah. He is good. Uh, Jodie Comer. Ricky Tomlinson. Yeah. They're rather a decent number, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is Sue Johnston a Scouse as well? Although she doesn't sound it. She's Scouse Sue Johnston? I can't remember. Oh. Some... Your, your voices would be good for... I I'd, I'd love to hear you do an audio book. I feel very much Radio 4... I think, kind of like, you know, southern posh knob, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I've got that nailed. I don't think I could do very much more. Elle, I think you're very eloquent. You'd be very good at it. Mm. I have thought, yeah. You're, I, you're, I, you're a singer, and you'll come on to that in a minute. But yeah, your voice is obviously very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually really enjoy doing the reading parts as well for as part of school as well. I actually really enjoy reading out loud. Mm. But whether that's just because I like the sound of my own voice, maybe it doesn't seem like that might be a bit of a problem. Maybe that's why I jumped the gun to get on this podcast, just yeah, so yeah, yeah. listen to myself so listen to over way and over. over. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you've done that before, haven't you? Maybe oh, yes. have I? Absolutely. Well, actually, that's a lovely way um, to sequence... I'm getting messages from women. It's a lovely way to sequence into, I think, um, Elle's uh, life story, which we always like to do, don't we? Because, mm. um, Elle, you've actually had a bit of a career before teaching, but more than that, you've got some pretty exceptional outside interests as well that we'd like to hear about. So tell us a little bit about your journey into teaching, what, what the precursors and then the way into it? Well, I always wanted to be a teacher. That was where I was set on going to ever since secondary school, middle of secondary school. I loved history during primary school and I loved my primary school teacher. So I was always going to head to primary school. That was what I was going to do. So I, I almost knew, um, especially, I mean, actually, that's not true. I wanted to be a basketball player, and I am far too short for that. So <laughs> I gave up on that career very early. Fair to be But my plan was to go to university, do history, um, because that's what I really enjoyed doing, and then do a PGC in primary school, and then that was going to be the career. Mm. However, I got to doing my degree, and decided to actually I was going to go and do my master's because that would give me more funding to do my PGCE yeah and as I applied for my master's they actually cut the funding for PGCEs <laughs> straight right. away yeah so but I was already going to go and do my master's so I thought well I may as well go and do that now so I went and did that in archaeology mm-hmm. um, and then was very abruptly told I need to get a job and make some money by my now wife so <laughs> that was a case of yeah, no I'm more every great man. <laughs> yeah <laughs> No more studying, you need to make some money. So I did. So I went into finance mm. um, and worked at financial advisors as a paraplanner. What's that? Um, basically, it's like a paralegal to a lawyer. You work alongside a financial advisor. So you do a lot of the documentation. You do a lot of the looking into funds. You help them with their job and you sort of provide the portfolio, speak to clients as a bit of a liaison, whilst also you're almost like the, the cogs of the, of the, the, um, the factory almost. So that's what you did mm-hmm. um, and I enjoyed it towards the beginning and then very quickly was this was not for me why was um, I why, why did you come disillusioned I really enjoyed looking at the funds but I didn't enjoy the rest of the job um, clients can be very um, difficult to deal with at times mm. so I would say that that sort of put me off that 
job. Mm. So I decided at that point I was going to go and try and head back into teaching. I'd never thought of really doing secondary school, mm-hmm. but loved history. And so decided, um, I think it was in the July, so two months before the course started, I was just going to jump ship and start teaching and that's it. Nice. The rest is, oh, the rest is history. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Any questions for you? I've got a couple, but I don't want to dominate. Um, <laughs> as ever. <laughs> I um, Just put, put the timeline together. So how long have you been at our school now? Obviously, don't mention school, but how long have you been here for now? Uh, so I started training in 2021, um, and I've had a little bit of a, due to COVID, off time, mm. and then came back again, finished the training, came back on as a supply, and then maternity, and then started in September permanently mm. in the in the department. Okay, I was going to ask, um, as someone who's been through sort of the, the training process, if you had to give a top tip or a couple of short top tips for people who are thinking about doing the same, what would they be? I would say, based on experience so far, actually being in a permanent role, get stuck into as much as possible, because that will then set you up for when you actually start doing the role permanently. I think it can be a bit of an eye opener coming from training straight into a permanent role. So I think getting stuck in as much as possible, getting to know everyone, getting to know systems, getting to just get stuck in everything as much as possible, but make sure that you're organised while doing that because you don't want to run yourself out of steam, but really try and get involved in everything you can, I think. I think that will set you up really well. Wise words. And what about, what's the hardest thing you've had to do so far? What's the thing that you've struggled with the most, do you think, as, as someone who's like relatively new to the profession? Um, I think one thing I've struggled with is finding that fine line between being not a friend to the pupils but being someone that they can go to but also finding that line of I'm the teacher I am Mm. the authority in this room and you need to sort of respect that authority Mm. in some way because I think there are some pupils who try to push that a bit too much and sometimes I especially at the beginning of the year you're trying to get to know a class and you're trying to build those relationships with them so that you know, you might have heard stories about them in the past and you think, well, I can get that relationship built now, but not letting it go too far that they might just run a muck over you. Well, that's bang year. on. I think that's something that you can't learn in a book. No. And I think if you someone who thinks that you can and goes off searching for it, you're not going to find it. Mm. You know, so that's a really, um, really good bit of advice. And what about um, highlight then? What's your sort of highlights the last couple of years? Um, I don't know, I've had quite a lot of highlights. I think... Um, there's been some really uh, people, there's been a lot of pupils where other teachers have said, I cannot get through to them, I cannot get them to do anything, I can't do this. And I remember one of the first few lessons with this pupil, I went in with just an open mind, tried to get to know them as soon as I could. And the first lesson, I got two or three pages of written stuff out of them. And a lot of the staff couldn't believe that I managed to get this. And I was able to speak to them and say, this is what I've done to be able to get that out of them. And I was really happy that they've now been able to use that with this pupil and they're getting work out of them as well which yeah. is that is that's made me feel really good that i've been able to as a new teacher be able to sort of that's help nice that's what we all look for i think so, that's what we do it for isn't yeah. it absolutely i have two questions uh one from your previous profession what sort of parallels are there are there any parallels between working in the financial sector and it's obviously a private industry coming into work into um, state education are there any parallels and what are the major differences if there are no real similarities being organised mm. is going to be my main thing that I would say um, you are very good at that to be fair already I'm with sure, the yeah. job that I had you had to be organised because you you dealt with your own calendar you dealt with clients calendars and you might have 120 clients that you are trying to deal with so you've got to be really on top of 
all the paperwork, all the calendars, all the meetings, everything like that, because there's no one else that's going to be able to do it for you. You've got to be on top of that, mm-hmm. which is something I've brought into this job as much as possible. Yeah. Because I know in school I was not the most organised. So I feel, I feel very harsh now telling kids to be more organised when I and sat there looking at them going thinking, that was probably <laughs> me in school. So, but yeah, absolutely. Organisation is definitely one of the key things. And mm. just finding whatever works for you to be able to be organised. Um, yeah, I would say that's one of the things that I've definitely brought into this. Cool. Yeah. My other question is actually, you and I have discussed it a little bit in the last few weeks. The step up from PGC to ECT, mm-hmm. um, I think, for, I, it's been a long time for you and I to remember that now, but from what I can remember and what you see, you know, when you're dealing with young teachers, is quite a big step up. <coughs> what were your reflections on that just in the first couple of weeks of being an ECT instead of a PGC? What are your kind of big reflections on the step up the different you did the new yeah, challenges so I suppose I think one of the things I've really enjoyed is having the freedom of my own classroom yeah but that also comes with the downfalls of you've not got someone there to rely on you've got a sort of you know that is your classroom you've you've been training for this and this is what this is your role now but also it was always nice having someone just to sort of look to to go what what do I need to do because there are some situations that you may have not dealt with and then mm. you've got to go and talk to staff and the staff have been absolutely brilliant with if I've got any questions especially yourselves it's sort of what do I need to do if I have this situation? And, and you sort of just learn from that. But I would say that's quite a big step up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would say just the amount of work in, say, departments and things like that. I think as a, as a PGCE, you sort of, you have your mentor that you follow around and they sort of do a lot of the work and they might delve out a little bit to you, but you don't actually understand the, the amount of work that actually goes into teaching. And I think that's one thing that's hit me quite hard. Mm. I'm doing a good job of delegating, is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. I've nailed it early. You are the king. I've set the tone. I um, think at this point it's quite important to sort of give the context as why we asked Al to be on. Uh, yes, go on. What was, what was the reason? Well, the, the reason... <laughs> Thank you. There must have been a reason. Yeah. The reason we wanted Al on is because um, when we started inviting guests on, it was already like quite a way through the, through the school year. Yes. And we wanted to be able to sort of document and track... Oh, yes. Um, ...sort of the life of someone who was quite new to the profession because we felt that if we got Al back on, maybe in the middle of the year and maybe near the end of the oh, year, yes, okay. yep, yep. there would be some really um, good reflections mm-hmm. and good bits of advice that we, well, we could all share. Absolutely. Obviously That's me as the head of year, you as the sort of head of department mm-hmm. and Al as the, the person who's sort of Treading on this on this um, journey, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that, that's why we did it. That's why. Sorry, I forgot. Yes, no, you're quite right. Yes, and R is going to be in a similar position, maybe as well. We get him on as well. Yeah, um, for yeah, sure. in a similar position. Just before we move on, I just wanted to also ask about your outside interests because um, mm. you're quite a keen sportsman. But more than that, you've got a really interesting familial um, singing kind of thing going on in your family, didn't you? You and your yeah. brothers are all very I don't talented know singers. Yeah, no, so I, I yeah, I when I when I moved schools and I got to sixth form actually, I moved from a school where sport was life. So the secondary school I went to, you basically played sport. If you didn't play sport, you got bullied. That was the sort of thing. So I tried to play as much sport as possible. I love cricket. I love basketball. Love playing football. Um, and I I love watching any sport. I can genuinely sit and watch any sport and really enjoy it. Snooker, darts, anything. Are they sports? For another, for another podcast. <laughs> so I would. So I got to sick form, and there, actually, at that school, drama and singing and things like that was actually one of the most popular things to do, rather than sport. Mm. And the friendship group I got into um, was very much into that. And the school show that year was Lamer's Round. Oh, what a banger! So I <laughs> said, I really want to get into the show. 
And my mum turned around and said, well, you can't sing. So basically said, we'll get you some singing lessons and hopefully we'll go from there. Okay. So I could hold a tune, but basically with singing lessons, I then auditioned and got the part of Marius mm-hmm. in Les Mis and really, really enjoyed it and just loved carry on singing after that. Um, but my brothers, because I started singing, they followed suit. But they have actually gone on to, well, one of them's gone to study. Uh, he graduated from Cardiff Conservatoire. And he's actually looking to go on and do a master's in music. And my other brother is currently at the Cardiff Conservatoire. And he is then, um, he's in his final year now. So he graduates this year. Both operatic singers. um, Very, very good. Look at that talent right there. Unbelievable. Yeah, so. I've never had talent like that in this room, have we? In no way, no. Um, And when, I actually, because I teach right next door to you, when can I expect to hear... Um, some singing used in a lesson. That's what I'd like. I want to hear. Yeah, I am trying to find somewhere that yeah. I can throw this into because a lot of pupils actually have asked me about this now. Yeah, it seems to be spreading around. <laughs> I have uh, told a lot of them to ask Mister. Uh, I would use it as like behaviour management, and when they were talking and not listening, I would just start belting something mm. else if I could. If you've got stuff. the operatic one, you could definitely yeah, use that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I do. I do sing a little bit of tune when someone's just not quite listening. And I need to get their attention. Yeah. I just sing their name a little bit, and it sort of settles everyone down a little bit, and they actually start. I found when not... you sing at children, it embarrasses them terribly. Yeah, and I think it's quite. I quite me, like though. doing that as well. You could, can you sing? I don't know. Oh no! Oh, actually, part, you and I do it. Neighbors can sing. Yes, neighbors. Part of the fun. No, that's true. Yeah. What, what do you sing at the kids? Are just their name or just usually their name to yeah. like a, a well-known tune? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Uh, well, I can't because I can't say children's names, can I? Well, you could say eight John. Well, I can't just come up with off the top of my head. These things happen in the heat of the moment, you know. <laughs> right? Okay. Fine. <laughs> Are we talking like like Beethoven or like what? Oh no, we're talking like, like blue. <laughs> yeah, Eiffel <laughs> okay. sixty five, blue dabba <laughs> Yeah. Or I was thinking blue will rise. Oh. Oh yeah, I don't know. We can't. Can we sing it because of copyright? Surely we can sing it. Whatever. No one. I don't think no one wants it anyway. Um, well, that's a very interesting kind of background tale. I think you've, you've got lots to, to bring, as all of our guests do, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. Uh, but no, to chart your progress over the year, I think, would be nice. So, yeah, yeah we'll definitely return so. some of those bits later on. You wanted to talk a little bit, didn't you, before um, we end, about our summers. Well, I just thought some of the listeners might be interested in what, what a teacher you get up to over the summer. Uh, which listeners are going to be interested in that? Well, I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? Right, okay. <laughs> well, uh, let's start with you. Um, okay, highlights for me. Uh, we got married. I was going to say, make sure you put that in first. We, yeah. uh, not M and I. That's <laughs> my popular belief. My wife and I, we got yeah. married. That yeah. was very nice. We were very lucky with the day. Mm. It was picture perfect. It was nice. lovely. And did you um, go on a, I can't remember. Did you go on a honeymoon? We went on a short honeymoon to the Lake District. We took the dogs, took the baby as well. And nice. we just all went, yeah, mm-hmm. went up there for a couple of days. Cool. Mm. Is that so? You did other things in the summer, right? Uh, if I did, I can't really remember. Not, nothing of any... You know, well, you're getting married to love your life would overshadow. That was the, yeah, yeah, that was the main, that was the main thing. What did you do? What did I do? Uh, not very much for the first couple of weeks. You've been womanizing, uh, haven't you, Em? <laughs> no, I went my best behavior and I was doing very little for the first couple of weeks. Then I went home to see my family and see some old friends that I trained with and taught with in my NQT year, OCT year, many years ago, which was nice to catch up with them. Uh, and then I went to Dubrovnik, I've never been to Croatia before. A little family holiday to Dubrovnik. That was rather lovely. Um, I thought it was a very beautiful city, Dubrovnik, mm. full of very beautiful residents. Um, but I, I think the, the city is somewhat despoiled by Game of Thrones. I think, although obviously it's a good show. I think they've oh they've gone a bit OTT with it actually. So you, we went on some a nice little tour of Dubrovnik by someone who I've never met uh, a survivor of a war before. 
Um, well, not Holocaust survivors, but not, not of a, like a, a recent war. He wasn't very old. Uh, and he was a tour guide. He was telling us all about the, the war with Yugoslavia mm. at the end of the um, Cold War. Um, yeah, and he, I think he was, he quite, he, he actually experienced on the tour like a trauma episode. He clearly had some sort of PTSD. He was only 15 when the war was going on. His house was bombed repeatedly. Um, and he was telling us about it. He got quite upset and, you know, glazed over. So uh, that was quite a, a moving moment, quite an extraordinary moment, really. Um, but he even said, like, most, most tourists don't care about those sort of things now. They're more interested in, okay, you know, nice. where did Cersei come down the stairs, which we went to see, which is nice. It's all interesting. But, yeah, I, thought, I did think that was a bit of a shame. How much of it is recognisable and how much of it... Quite a lot of it is. green screen. Some of the CGI of. is there, but you can yeah. actually tell that quite a lot of it is, um, is actually filmed in the old town. Um, you yeah, know, it is quite an amazing place. Um, and then, what did I do? Oh, we had our biannual five-a-side tournament at my house with my friends and my, um, my dad always has to play. because otherwise you know they've got a pitch no in the house? I didn't know this. No. I, I want, there, there is no point in inviting you guys, honestly. Like, I, I'm, I'm not being funny. I would say I've got to be like, this year I must be the third best player there out of ten. And that must tell you what sort of standard we're playing at. Um, so there's no point in you guys driving like five hours to play in that. But it was good fun. We always love to play it. Um, so that was good fun. And then it was back to work. Yeah. Be, uh, what were your highlights? Um, went to Pembrokeshire. That was lovely. Oh, Never nice. been to that part of the world before. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, did some like kayaking, um, paddleboarding stuff like that. That was really good. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of my summer was spent doing house renovations. Yes, you've been house. very busy with that, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of painting, stripping of wallpaper. I got that in very quickly. I didn't want. What a thriller! Um, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of house renovations. So yeah. Almost there with it. So close. And you've said that never again. Yeah, never again. No. Absolutely, I will never move into something that needs renovating. Or if I have the luxury of being able to do so, I will get someone else to do it for me. Yeah. So, but yes, I think definitely a new build would be the next. Yeah, no, I, I can only imagine the hell of that kind of DIY. And you're you're kind of thinking about maybe moving. You have your house mm. situation's a bit up yeah. in the air as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, might be going back to Ellesmere, maybe. Yeah, or somewhere. We don't know where. Or somewhere else. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, other towns and hamlets are available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I've got nothing else to say, have you? Uh, no. I was oh, you want to do some questions? Yeah, don't you? I oh, yeah. Okay, finish fine. off. I, 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 it was your segment, sorry. Okay, right, um, as um, had done last time, we did James Lipton's 10 question questionnaire. Okay, and I was really interested to find out what M's would be. So we can't spend too much time on it. The whole point is that it's sort of off the cuff. Yeah. Okay, that's the whole sort of premise of it. So I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to answer honestly. Okay. Okay, try and keep them clean and within the watershed. Okay, and that'll be harder for you. That's going to be very tricky, isn't it? Very naughty indeed. (laughs) Okay, Al, I'll start with you. What's your favourite word? Superfluous. Why? Uh, It's a word that I never actually was using. I was using it wrong for a long time. And then when I actually looked what it actually properly meant, I was like, oh, I actually really like the meaning of what it is. But I love the, the way that it said that. Yeah, I don't think words. anyone in the world can spell it either, probably. No, no it's difficult, isn't it? It's a difficult one. Yeah. Um, and what's yours? Well, mine's fairly boring, and I say it loads on this. It's probably extraordinary. Because when I say it, I think of oranges for some reason. I think of really nice, freshly squeezed orange juice. So I love to say extraordinary. And just really go for it. I like it. It's a good word. Yeah. You have to gesticulate like that when you do it as well. Well, I didn't. What with my tongue? Yeah. Yeah. Extraordinary. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. And back to Al. What is your least favourite word? Moist. Oh, yeah. Moist. That's, I think that's yeah. probably no, mine. Or I damn. Think that's everyone. It's just those just horrible <laughs> words. Yeah. Just yeah. really. Damp. Just so. They, it feels bad to say. Yeah. Feels bad to hear. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think moist or damp. Absolutely horrendous. Okay, from from an academic perspective, what turns you on? That's a shame. <laughs> I'm not that newly on that. <laughs> uh, a, a well-written book, I think, is probably mm. something. I look, I, I, the, the, you know, the lexical choice of someone throwing that in is oh. just... I think that when you read a good book and it's really well written and there's just the descriptions, the metaphors that they use and you almost just actually you feel yourself diving into the book. Mm. You can feel yourself sort of just getting really stuck into it and you don't want to put a book down. Are you reading something at the moment? Um, So at the moment I'm just reading uh, a book about silly facts from around the world and it's lots of different questions. Oh, you've got to come back to some silly little things like that that just... um, I asked a science teacher about it actually and they put this book into my hand because I was asking them about just stupid science questions they said you will love this mm. so he lent me his copy so I'm reading that at the moment I don't, do you know I what it's called? I can't think what it's called no I can't think we will mention it next week's podcast yeah we'll get, we'll get a plug in for you mate come Go back and come back you can do a quiz with it I'd like to do a quiz with City Facts it's fun then isn't it there's, yeah. there's, no, there's, no, there's less pressure um, what turns you on? Well, I think L saying lexically or whatever he said really got something stirring uh, <laughs> but no what turns me academically oratory for me I love speeches um, a great speech um, I mean probably part of the historian in me a great speech delivered about a topic that someone is passionate about it doesn't have to be in politics but just something like that yeah that gets me going what's your favourite speech? Um, well there's hardly anything I don't think there's any real fully um, let me guess Maggie Thatcher no <laughs> Gettysburg address I think Lincoln Heart is like what is it 52 seconds but oh my god the text, the text of it is insane. What he manages to sum up and put into words is, ah, oh, it makes me cry. And it's fifty-two. Careful seconds. yet weighty. Oh, and the bloke who spoke before him, famously spoke for like two hours twenty minutes, gibberish. And then Lincoln's there, and he's got he's got one job to you know to consecrate that ground. And he Hashtag does fifty-two succinct. seconds. Oh my god, it's insane. I don't know how he did it. This bloke was a genius. The book is called What If. What if? Ah, what if? That's what nice. That's nice so all the questions start with What if, and then they go on from there. Mm, okay, I like cool. that. Nice. Um, what turns you off? Mm. What turns me off? Um, I'm not quite sure. In, in the sort of the, the sphere of learning. Rudeness. Ooh. I think is something, yeah. I hate rudeness. I hate people not necessarily shouting out, but just talking over the top and just not showing the respect to others that they deserve and then demanding it back when they think that they deserve it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. So you don't just mean that you mean like in adult life? Because that, yeah, that absolutely, just generally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what are you thinking? Well, I don't know. I'm quite a snob and I'm quite an arrogant git because when I came out to you yesterday when there were some blunders made in fairly what I thought was rudimentary geography and I was fuming. I don't know. I just get... Ri- I don't know. I just... There's something just... I think Isn't probably, geography always rudimentary? Well, apparently not. I think what really annoys me most is when people are talking about something and they... They, they think, like to think that they know what they're talking about and there's just errors strewn within it and I find that very frustrating. If I, like, I, I like to consider myself fairly smart but if I don't know something about something I say I've got no idea about this um, so there's no, I'm not going to pretend. But people that don't do that and like nod along or say, yeah, it's this, I find that very frustrating. Like when I messaged you the other day to talk about decoré <laughs> and you reminded me you'd only touched the ball twice. twice. Yeah, exactly. that was very funny. <laughs> yeah, like that. fair. Okay. Um... Now, what sound or noise do you love to hear? Uh, I tell you what one of my favourite sounds is. It is a pod racer from the Phantom Menace. Oh, that is a great noise. It's Can you do it? Can you try it? It's a bulbous pod racer. 
Um, it's got what, like it's a, a do, 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 yeah, do, it's yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, do, it's, do, do, do. I know which one you mean. When it comes past the obviously like the speakers that aren't there, but when it comes past it, it's like do, 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 yeah. Quiet oh, down. That is just, yeah, lovely that is sound. Very, that is very specific, isn't it? Yeah. I, I totally love that. That is really yeah. cool. And is, is that yours as well? <laughs> no, that wouldn't be mine. Um, favourite noise or sound? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, it's probably got to be, it's probably just have to be the, the, it's the crowd noise at the Emirates, but not like, um, Emirates I know isn't that vocal, it's not known for it, but it's still, I think probably when you score, very late goal. That's one of my favourite things. I remember when I, against Bournemouth, I was there. Against Leicester, when Danny Welbeck hit the winner, I was there. You know what it's like. If you're there in the stadium and that yeah. noise goes up, it's something else. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just very it's, different. It's the hair and your yeah. back and everything going Yeah, on. I think that, that, that. There's very few sounds, a few individual sounds that could do that. That's one of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, what sound or noise do you hate, Al? Mm, I don't know, like a whining sound, I would say. Just a very high-pitched whine, anything like that, yeah. Well, like a mosquito, maybe, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, especially when there's like a fly in the room. Mm. Yeah, something like That's that is just really, really annoying. That's annoying. Yeah. Mm. Um? Um, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I generally can't think of any noise that if I hear it, I really don't like it. Maybe like a, a ripped note on an instrument no. or something. Like it goes, <laughs> That's really off. A bad violin. Yeah, something like that. Maybe that would do my head in, if I heard lots of them. Okay. Okay. A friend of mine. I remember a friend of mine saying, um, "You shouldn't be able to play violin in public until you're grade eight or something like that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, I'm with you. On that. I think that about a lot of performance actually. <laughs> um, okay, what is your favourite curse word? So we can't be too graphic here. <laughs> Maybe we have some of the more silly ones. Can I use the rhyming slang of it? So. Yeah, I think we could get over yeah, that. Yeah, got him. Something like Betty Swallows. Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. old Betty. Yeah. Uh, I can't say the word, but Catastra F. It's from the thick of it. He says, there's been a Catastra. <laughs> every, every time I hear it, it makes me laugh. Right. It's okay. Um, if you weren't a teacher, what profession would you pursue? I don't know. I really enjoy... I would probably go into sort of coaching, something like that. Um, I do a lot of coaching down at my local cricket club and stuff like that. And I really, I'm trying to get involved more in the school in doing that. So I think I would probably try and pursue something in sport, I think it would have to be. And especially cricket, I think. Either coaching or umpiring or something like that, I think. You're, yeah. You're a very talented cricketer. What was your, what was your score last weekend? Uh, 106. Oh, oh, well done. That's not yeah, really that's nice. Yeah, that's that's not too yeah. yeah, very good. It's a class, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. What was yours? Um, I well, let me guess. Uh, a love guru. Some description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Underwear model, surely. Um, no, it would be it would be something at university, lecturing or academia like that. I yeah, I'd love to do that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be something like that. Yeah, you'd be good for sure, that. for sure. And the last question, you're gonna have to help me with the question because I can't see the last one. But isn't it something to do with? If you believed in God and you yes. went to the pearly gates, what, what would you, you like him to say? What to would you, you like him to say to you? Um, well, uh, I would want an explanation as to what is going on in the world and why, I would say. Oh, I um, nice. definitely am on uh, an M side of this one where I'm quite a staunch atheist. Um, and there's quite a lot of Stephen Fry stuff that I always listen to and think, yeah, I would definitely want that. I think there's answers to questions that 
I think if, you know if they're if they are there, why why is this happening? Why mm. why would you let this happen? That's an excellent, excellent question. Yeah, my one would be: Is it standing room only here? Because it's going to be very busy out there, surely. So that'd be my question. Maybe more. Sitting down. <laughs> well, if I'm out there for eternity, I need to sit down. Because you're jammed in. Like, yeah, is it standing room only? That'd be my question. Although I'm kind of, if the answer is yes, I, I've got nothing to. I'm finished, don't I? If you're uncomfortable for a long time. Yeah. Was yeah. it Rowan Atkinson that does the joke about hell and someone asks where the toilet is and he says, I'm afraid we don't have any toilets. It's <laughs> damnation without relief. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, that sort of brings to a witty end to our, our first oh, podcast. Oh, mate, that's like, it's like just slipping straight back into it, you know. Seamless, mate. Absolutely. You never know. We've been away, would you? No. No. Um, before we go, as ever, the email is uh, talesoftwoteachers at gmail.com. And now we are back. Um, the boys are back in town. as in Lizzie down there. Um, so we would like some more questions, please. Uh, so we had four hanging over from the last show, but we'd like a lot more. As ever, they can be about anything you like, um, or even some topics for us to discuss. Yeah, desperate to really get our teeth into a, um, a meaty topic. Jeez, absolutely, can't I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so anything you'd like to ask us or get us um, thinking about things, get our creative juices flowing, Teachers at gmail.com. Mm. Well, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. See you next week. Bye.